0: i got a funny one too, Catherine. It's a family tradition. It's a family tradition. Fabian had long long heard the stories of an amazing family tradition. It seems his father and his grandfather and his great-grandfather all had been able to walk on water on their 18th birthday. On that special day, they had each walked across the lake to the pub on the far side of the lake. I didn't, but uh, for their first legal drink. So when Fabian's 18th birthday came around, he and his brother Jonathan took a boat out to the middle of the lake. Fabian stepped out of the boat and nearly drowned. Jonathan just barely managed to pull him to safety. Furious and confused, Fabian went to see his grandmother. Omar, he asked, it's my 18th birthday, so why can't I walk across the lake like my father and his father and his father did? Omar looked Fabian deeply into his troubled blue eyes and said, because your father and your grandfather and your great-grandfather were all born in August when the lake is frozen, but you were born on in January, you silly. <laughs> Fabian's going to be 21 on the 8th of January, so that's good, so that's... Uh, all my kids will be grown ups then. Hey? Last baby. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Guys, I'm so excited because, and why I dressed up, I, I generally dress up quite nice, but, but I'm kind of like, and the reason why, i tell you why, online too, the reason why is for me, it's like a part of the end of the year for me already. I know Christmas is only two months away, but I'm already kind of pre Christmas thing. And the reason why is because we're ending the Kingdom series today. We did the whole Kingdom series, then the Kingdom Authority series, so the whole year, and I'll stop it now, and so then we're going to Soul Talk, and then a month is Christmas. So I'm really excited about today, and today, if you get this, it will rock your world forever, and you'll be a different Christian, and if you're not a Christian, you want to be a Christian. Very quickly. <laughs> Very quickly. There's, there's, there's people in this room right now who have become Christians lately. One is in this room who got healed of cancer the other day. <laughs> Tumor, bowel cancer, got healed. Come on, God. God is good. God is good. God is good. Actually, I said something else. Somebody called me the other day, and they got healed online. When I was preaching two weeks ago, on, while, while preaching, uh, the anointing of the Holy Spirit went into the room, and uh, boom, they were healed. And so, praise Jesus for these things that God is doing in our lives. Amen. Now, I love kingdom authority, and I love what we've been learning in the whole area of understanding the kingdom of God, understanding our, His lordship, understanding how it works in the kingdom of God, understanding the principles, how the kingdom works, uh, giving God to first and all this kind of stuff, uh, even the whole thing of kings and priests, all that stuff. I just love it. But, um, um, and, and today, we're going to add to something which is very profound To that. But before I do, I want to just release those two words, uh, three words I gave last week because some of you were not there, some of you were not listening, and some of you were still asleep (laughs) or couldn't get in. Uh, By the way, next week, you can't get in. So the morning service and the evening service are basically the same, because David will preach in the morning and the evening. Different subjects. So if you can't get in the morning, go at night. And that will be for four weeks. So for four weeks, it's like we can do morning and evening. It's not like a young adults evening. Never was anyway. Uh, But more young adults go in the evening. But it's going to be for all of us. If you can't get into the morning, go at night. If you can't be in the morning, be at night. If you can't go at night, come in the morning. Last week, I released something for young people. I said, because I woke up one time and I said, Lord, and I saw this wave of young people being anointed and empowered by the Holy Spirit. I saw this move of the Holy Spirit in young people. And I I started to cry. I said, Catherine, what do I do? I said, write it down. So I wrote it down. and said, God, you are about to move with the young people. I'm talking about youth and also youth, young people, but also into young adults. God is going to do something in this nation. And we've been dreaming about a conference to do, and we'll probably do it next year, a conference for young adults, specifically for young adults, to empower them, to teach them, to make them understand the Bible, the truth of who they are, identity, and all this kind of stuff, and then release them and empower them. Now, at the same time, I saw another thing. Because I saw people kind of in rocking chairs. I saw all the people who had lost the fire. They were in rocking chairs, and they were like bent over like this. They said, Lord, what are you doing right now? And I felt him say, he says, instead of being mothers and fathers of the faith to our young people, some people through cynicism and disappointment and all kinds of stuff have said, no, I don't want to do this anymore. Reminiscing of a, of a, of a day been past, maybe the charismatic renewal when God was working 30 years ago and all this, all these prophecies about revival is not happening, it's not here. And they're wondering what's going on and they've gone bush, they've gone away, they're, they're not available, they're not present. And I said, Lord, and God is saying, hey, I'm calling you back because the young people, the youth and the young adults." need you they need you they need us we've been talking a lot in, in our in our staff about mentoring the older people 30 plus you guys gotta mentor the younger generation they need you they need you that's why I love to be a gener- generational church here we have every generation here for babies to 90 year olds I just love it Because that's what's supposed to happen. We are family together. And like in the Fano, together, you look after each other and you mentor one another. There's this whole thing of the family, of the village. Amen? Amen. So I'm pretty passionate about this whole thing. We can't be asleep at the wheel, people. There's too many things happening. There's a real assault on the young people in this nation. And we need to pray and we need to work and we need to plan and we need to mentor and we need to look after them. Amen? Amen? Okay, enough of that. So back to this whole thing. Last week, I talked about being children of the supernatural. If you haven't listened to this, I would love you to listen to it. It's part of the series. Children of the Supernatural, because we are born. We've been born naturally by mummy, right? Come okay, on, mummy, naturally, and then of course we've been born supernaturally. We've been supernaturally born. If you're a Christian, by the power of the Holy Spirit, the actual seed of God. Amen. And so we live in the kingdom. Like I said last week, I said, in him, we live and move and have our being. That means that in him, you live and move and have our being. That means what? Amen. And that's exactly right. But it's actually really profound. Some people, and you see it today with this talk, some, sometimes we still think that God is somewhere there, and I'm here, and I need him, and I love him, and I have faith in him. But I think sometimes we don't even know what happened inside. And where he really is, and how he has really empowered you, and that your whole life is lived in him in a most powerful way. See, I've been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I that live. The old life is dead. Amen? The old life is dead. The life I now live in the body, I live by the faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Yourself died. You are dead. You are alive in a new way. I love this in the Passion Translation. My old identity has been co-crucified with Christ and no longer lives. And now the essence, look at this, guys. Now the essence of this new life is no longer mine. For the anointed one lives his life through me. Wow. Do you get this? This is not just some religious stuff, some Jesus-like little doggy on the side. Come on, guys. This is his life in me and through me. And I want that revelation to come, even when you're sitting on the couch, even in bed. Know who is sitting with you, who is sitting in you. Not done yet. And the essence of this new life is no longer mine. My new life is now empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loved me so much that He gave Himself for me, dispensing His life into myself, into me. So we have a new identity, right? New creations in Jesus Christ. And that's absolutely beautiful. We are a child of the supernatural. But this last line is really, really important. Have a look again at this lifeline. My, and it's a key to the Christian life, this Life I have, new life, is empowered by the faith of the Son of God who loves me so much and dispense his life in me. Now, I want to show you the key to the Christian life. Powerful key. It is not the faith in God. It is the faith of God. You can have faith in God. Many people have faith in God. There must be somebody out there that demons have faith in God. A lot of people have faith in God. But to have the faith of God is a completely different story. The faith of God. God's own faith, his own life, his own anointing, his own supernatural power. That's why we live by faith and not by sight. But not by some faith like, oh, I have faith in God. No, no. You live by the faith. You live Of the faith of God. And the faith of God has been dispensed into you. The faith is actually in you. This life is in you by the power of the Holy Spirit. It is so incredibly important. Faith sees with the eyes of Jesus. I don't live by faith. But By faith, not by sight. Sight is the natural, it's the whole thing around. That's sight. You see with your eyes. Faith is seeing with Jesus' eyes. It's supernatural. It's what Jesus talked about when he says, I see, I do what I see the Father doing. He always saw in the Spirit. There's not natural. He hit the natural, but he is the supernatural. We are the same. We hit, I mean, I'm breaks for hit. You hit the natural in the sense of if something has to change and shift, you you, hit the na- or you, you, you you manifest in the natural, but it comes from the spiritual, from the supernatural. Everything that Jesus did came from the supernatural into the natural. Now, how, how, that's very important today. So how do we do this, live by this? Romans says, for those who are led by the Spirit of God, they are the children of God. Actually, the Passion says this. Actually, no, not yes, the Passion. The mature children and sons and daughters of God, they are the ones... Who are moved by the impulses of the Holy Spirit. And when you look at the whole thing, this word those, in the Greek, it means those and only those. Only those. Only those who are moved by the impulses and led by the Holy Spirit are the sons and daughters of God. It's pretty profound, really. If you start thinking about this. See, only they know where their power comes from. They are mature, so they know where their authority comes from. They know where their love comes from, the joy comes from, the peace comes from. Every provision comes from. They know because they are mature sons of God. And they know that everything is available in the Spirit. Let's say it again. Let's say it all together. Everything is available in the Spirit. Philippians 4.19. The same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs. Where? From? From His rose, riches, and glory, which has been given to us in Jesus Christ. So where's your supply? In His glorious riches. Where's the glorious riches? In Jesus Christ. Where's Jesus Christ? Some say in heaven, some say in us. <laughs> Very good. That's exactly what. It's in you. It's supply. It's in the spirit realm, right? We're just building this up, guys. Just stay with me. We're just building this up, right? Okay. 2 Peter 1. A lot of scripture here, but I love scripture. Everything we could ever need for life and godliness has already been deposited into you, us, by his divine power. Right? Now, we'll go further. Here we go. Ephesians, same thing. Every spiritual blessing in the heavenly realm has already, everybody say already. Already, already been lavished upon you as a love gift from a wonderful heavenly Father, the Father of Lord Jesus Christ, because you never see the rapture in Christ. <laughs> I just got a lot to say today, so I don't want to take too long. You can read it there as we go. So every spiritual blessing has been given to us. I think Jesus disappeared. Jesus is at you. Light went up. But in Christ, like this everything that we will ever need has already been lavished upon us by His grace, by His love into our life. That's why grace has been provided, but faith applies it. Grace gives it, faith receives it, which means it is not automatic. It is not automatic. We, without faith, we don't receive. This is very important, guys. Without faith, we will not receive because faith is the key. And here lies the problem, the issue. And I suggest we all have battled with this. See, everything can be in your possession. But at the same time, nothing is in your possession. Everything can be in your bank. But at the same time, nothing is in your pocket. You can have something in your possession, but really don't have it in your possession at all. Because you don't know how to take it out of the bank. You can have a zillion dollars in the bank in Switzerland. But if you don't have a code or a card or some kind of protocol to get it out, you will not see it. You can be a zillionaire, but in your pocket, you're absolutely a Pauper. You are absolutely poor. Pauper. Pauper? Pauper. Pauper. sounds like the Pope would say that, pauper. I'm the Pope and I'm pauper. 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 I don't think we have any idea what's in you. I don't think we have any idea. I mean, maybe a little idea. We've been a Christian for maybe a few years. Here are the Israelites. The Israelites were slaves in in Egypt, and they get out, right? And Jesus, hey, or God says, I got a promised land for you, right? Go and take the promised land. Spies go in, right? What do they say when they come back? What do they say? We can't do it. Too many giants. They look like, we look like grasshoppers in their side, or whatever. All this kind of stuff. It was unbelief. God had given everything for them. A whole new promised land with beautiful things. But they said no, because they could only see with their natural eyes. And they did not know how to look in the spiritual and say yes to Jesus or to God in the time. That Jesus was around, but you know what I mean? And they didn't move into the promised land. And we can be the same. We can look at natural things in our lives. And all the promises of God are there for you. And we just don't enter into it because we just don't believe we just don't trust God we just don't allow the Holy Spirit and the supernatural to wrap around your situation and I suggest as a Christian that is about number uh, principle number one that there is that God is a God of miracles and that you live in the supernatural we don't live with eyes of natural we live by the supernatural by faith in God amen I want to see you see something. So where's your supply? Where's all? All your supply. Where is it? It's not rhetorical. Please give me an answer. Yeah, but where's God? Everything that you will ever need in life forever is already in your born again spirit which is connected, one, with Jesus Christ. The umbilical cord to heaven, which is right here. Now, when I saw this, I said, man, it freaked me out. Everything is, see, we, we think this, we, we think this, we think God is there, I'm here, God, please do something. Right? We, 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 we go that, that way. Like if, but the thing is, though, what you will find is that faith is a response to what God has already given you. It's already been positive. Talk about healing, remember, t- 2,000 years ago, He already made provisions, all in your spirit already go. What we have to do is let it go. And I believe it it's there. Miracles come. It's not somewhere there. It is right here. You walk around. Christians walk around. I walk around with all of heaven available to me. Miracles, provisions, healing, joy, peace, everything that I will ever need is right here. Well, that will change your perspective of life, right? That will change the way you see yourself. You are a supernatural being. You are a son of the living God. Small one. Well, not small in the sense of you no know, tall poppy. You're big, but you're small compared with God, you know. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but you have everything you have already in your born-again spirit. Tell your neighbor, you've got, you've got it. You've got. Tell your other neighbor, you've got it all. You have got it all. So then the question is, okay, then the question is, how are we going to get it out? How are we going to manifest this thing? How do you get the bank, your zillions, the millions that some of you have in the bank somewhere, how do you get it out? Now, I want to take you to a book that you don't even know, some of you don't even know it's in the Bible. And some of you have never read this even before Philemon. Philemon. Have you heard, heard of Philemon? Book of Philemon? Has anybody read anything out of the book of Philemon? There's an amazing scripture in Philemon 6. It's like one chapter. Philemon 6. Philemon? Well, no, I think in America you say Philemon. Here you say Philemon. But I like the American way. I was raised by Americans and those kind of people, so i see say Philemon. I don't like, what do you say? Philemon! 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 Philemon. It's like like a Pokemon. Pokemon! Philemon! Okay, here we go. Philemon. Number six. There's only one book of Philemon. Like, you read through it by... That's, is that all? Okay, here we go. Guys, you're taking part of my time. Please don't do this. Okay, here we go. Here we go. That, this is, number six. That, look at this. That the communication of your faith. When we talk about faith? Faith may become effectual. I mean, you can read it at home, the whole thing. By the acknowledging of every good thing which is in you in Christ Jesus. Okay, I'll tell you something really profound. Faith... Starts to operate in your life when we admit, admit, or acknowledge, or believe what God has already put in you. Isn't that powerful? I'll say it again. Faith starts working when you start admitting and acknowledging and believing what's already in you. You have... Already got it. And that's pretty powerful. This will, this will change some of your paradigm. It changed my paradigm this week. I thought, man, this is just amazing. I'm learning about this stuff. This is just amazing. See, healing already is in my spirit. Healing has already been given to me by Jesus Christ 2,000 years ago. It's available for everybody. And not just Christians, by the way. Actually, I'll tell you something. Often it's easier to pray for non Christians. There's no filter. Oh, God may do it or you may not. Maybe if you're in a good mood. If it is his will. <laughs> Have you heard it before? His will. Jesus never said, oh, if it's... <laughs> he, says, he says, do you want it? And they said, yes. Boom. He never said, that's oh, not my will to you today. See you later. Did he ever say that? I don't see it anywhere in the Bible. Anywhere in the Bible. It is not in the Bible. You've already been delivered. You are already prosperous. Every spiritual blessing is already in you in this way. We don't respond like the world responds. Come on. They have the natural, they don't have the supernatural. See, if you're not in the supernatural yet, then you're not in Christ, then he is not your Lord. He will not provide you. You have not haven't got this thing. You have nothing. Well, you have the devil. And he'll provide us only trouble in your life. Come to steal, kill, and destroy your life. Well, how's that working for you? I know there's nobody here, like that. <laughs> but he still tries, doesn't he? He tries to get into your life and tries to mayhem in your life. But we who face different things in life, we sometimes, when we're struggling, we have to come to a place that we already know that we're going to live in hope because we know that God is around the corner going to do something very soon. And we can already rejoice in advance, even though we don't see it in the natural. Hey, but I thought you were a Christian. I thought that we live by the supernatural and not by the natural. I think we have to learn, and I'm the first in line, to learn to not only look at the natural, but to say natural here, God here, and then have faith in God to change the supernatural if it needs to be an alignment. When there's sickness or when there's no provision or when there's deliverance needed or when there's joy or when there's whatever. Yes. Whatever. It doesn't matter what it is. It's all here. Already. Already. We cannot receive every, anything that's been given to us by grace without faith. Faith is very important. Faith is possessing what grace has already provided. Okay, here we go. I'm just in the middle of my talk. Is that all right? We'll sit a bit longer. Hey, this is the last one. I know I I would would preach till Christmas on this, but I can't because we do other things. I wish I could. I I think I'm really excited about this and I want to do more. But I'll I'll learn more, right? And I'll study more and then I'll come back to you. Yes. Anyway, faith. Look at faith. The faith chapter, number 11. Hebrews 11 talks about faith, right? All the faith heroes. Well, what is faith? It says there what is faith. Is Faith is the substance of what? And? Okay, so it is the evidence of the unseen spirits or supernatural. It's the evidence, evidence of the supernatural, of the spirit. It's there. But what is it? In the first line. The first line it is the substance of things hoped for. See, grace has already given you everything in hope. Everything. Forgiveness. Everything, provision, you name it, everything is already provided for us. It says there, everything, life, Godliness is already in you. Now listen to me. Faith is the substance of all these things. So faith is the substance, the actual materialization of what is hoped for. It is in you. That's pretty profound. Pretty profound. That's why I have communion every day, every morning, without fail. The reason why, because I have learned, that's what I have learned, is that when I have have communion, I go for substance. It's not just some right, it's not just a little thing like you put in your mouth and then whatever, whatever, I've done my little duty again. No, no, it's power! I'm so sorry about this girl. It's a power meal, guys! Because what you do is you remember what Christ has done for you and all the finished works that he's done for you. And so you engage with heaven and you engage with the power of the Holy Spirit and you engage with what you need right now. I need that. And so the Holy Spirit, I need you to come with your substance and go into that situation and boom, change it. Healing, provision, whatever relationship, whatever the need is, doesn't matter. Substance. And that's in heaven. But in here in your born-again spirit. Faith is the most important thing on this planet, while we are on this earth. Some may say, well, it's love. Well, yeah, love is nice. And love is very important in this whole thing that we love. But without faith, you will not access anything of the kingdom of God. So for a Christian, this life is all about faith. In ho- in, in, in say in Holland. It's like heaven. In, ho- in heaven, Holland, <laughs> heaven. Sorry, I was just so I was just watching the soccer yesterday, the, 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 you know, the Euro qualifications, and I was like playing for Holland, you know. Like you go for the All Blacks, I go for Holland, you know. The Netherlands, Oranje. Woo! And uh, everybody who's with me says yes. Yeah. You know? Well, three people, that's all good. And the rest says I don't really care, Gideon. I don't really care. Gideon. I'm almost done, guys. Well, not really. No, I am. I am. I am, I am, I am, I am. So why is faith the most important? I wrote down. It's because without faith, without faith, you can't get what grace has made available for you. It's the key into the door of the Christian life. See, that's what I love about the promises of God. All the promises of God are yes in Christ, right? All of them be given like this. But what do we do? Thank you. At least one person knows it. And we say, amen. Amen. So be it. So when you say amen, you actually pull from the heavenly realm into your realm. And we need the manifestation in this realm. Because I've got some trouble in my marriage. I've got some trouble at my work. I've got some trouble in my finance. I've got some trouble in my situation. And I need to see a manifestation of the glory of God in my life. This is how it works. It works by just acknowledging that you know the promises of God and who He is. And not waver. Not waver. I'm almost done. This for the people who, you know. Faith moves us into position to receive. Faith is so important. Oh, I love to do faith. Maybe next year I'll do another series on faith. Just, just faith. Not just a thought of faith. I love talking about faith because I'm learning more and more. Because without it, we are not going anywhere. Anywhere. Faith takes possession of everything that has been provided to us by God. It's supernatural activation. It is the saying of the amen. Okay, I want to say something else to apply it a little bit. Jesus was never moved by experience. He was never moved by challenge, was he? Compassionately, yes, by love. He was moved to change it. But he was not moved by the situation, whether in the boat, in the storm, whether no wine at the thing, whatever. No, no, no food with the five feet, all this kind of stuff, right? He was not moved. Because he knows how to have his heavenly Father supply for him. Undaunted. Unwavering. What about you? What about me? Are we as Christians that undaunted by any situation that comes our way in the natural I thought we live in the supernatural. I thought that God is on our side. I got—I thought that God provides everything according to his riches and glory. That all things are possible for those who believe. The greatest he is in me is in the world. All this kind of stuff, guys. It is so important. And often you'll find in the Christian life that we will have to focus in an opposite spirit. Opposite spirit. Jesus did it all the time in an opposite spirit. There is a lack He says, no, there isn't. Look in the mouth of the fish. You'll find a gold coin. Boom. You can't corner Jesus. He's just so blimmin' awesome. He's just so awesome. But he knew, he knew how to walk in the supernatural. He knew how to listen to the Father. He knew in the Holy Spirit where his provision was coming from in this side. I'll finish with this story. Paul and Silas in prison, right? They were put in prison because they delivered somebody from a spirit, you know, fore- foretelling spirit type thing. People were angry. Stick him into the prison. But I want you to see because Paul was a man of faith. Paul was a man of the supernatural. And I want to see what he says here. Paul and Silas I want you to stand up right now and say as long, as hard as you could, undaunted. One, two, three. Undaunted! You can sit again. <laughs> Paul and Silas, undaunted, unwavering. Oh, we're in prison. Other people say, oh, well, am terrible to be in prison. You know, what are we are going to do now? No, they knew how to move in the supernatural. They know, and they started to praise God amen, they start to praise God. Sometimes you got to start praising God because you look in the natural, but as a Christian you work in the supernatural and you know that God is the one who's going to save you. He's going to deliver you. He's going to set you free. He's going to come in a way that you could never imagine. He comes left field into your life and He'll do stuff in your life that you could never done by yourself. This is impossible because I don't live in impossibility. I never live in impossibility. God always lives in the possibility of what He can do in His life, through our life, through the church, in our nation. Come on, let's believe it. Undaunted. Undaunted. Unwavering. They knew their authority in Christ. They knew it. Paul and Silas. In a minute we're going to worship. And I hope today that you say, man, I just want to worship just because what he's done for you. Because it is all by his grace. There's nothing we could ever do for this. All of it is given to us for nothing. And the only thing we have to say is yes. And then learn as mature sons and daughters to live by the nuances and the rhythms of faith and of the Holy Spirit. And I think God is teaching me that right now. And I hope that God is teaching all of us online, all of us at church about the situation because it is so incredibly important. That's why when we start declaring, I've been doing a lot of declarations, not the last two weeks, but I'll do some more. That's why declarations and decrees and prayers and all this kind of stuff is very important because it basically taps into the supernatural. Supernatural. It taps into the supernatural, what you already have, what God already has planned for this nation from the time begin. God is undaunted by what's happening right now, including COVID. And please, some of you who are still fearful online, don't be fearful. We've been here before. The last hundred years, polio, we had corona, we had polio passes, we had all kinds of stuff, same thing. And it goes all the way again. Or we live with it. But we're not bothered by it in the sense of we're not going to be afraid of it god has got his plan he has his plan he is sitting enthroned he is enthroned he is enthroned come on he is enthroned and he is not worried about this thing yes we've got to be righteous we've got to be you know fight for the good fight of faith and all this kind of stuff sure but we gotta trust in god because that is only Look at the natural i am sick and tired of facebook oh it's the natural oh it's about this or oh, maybe it's about this or oh, look at this video or oh, look at this thing ah! about the natural I hardly ever say oh but God supernatural it's coming our way I know what's happening because I will trust in God what about that on Facebook are you ready ready? let's stand together We're going to praise God because He is so worthy of our praise. Come on, worthy is the Lamb. He is so worthy of our praise. He is so worthy. And even that, even right now, picture something that you need a breakthrough for. Something in your life. And say, Lord, in the natural, I don't know how to fix this thing. But I know in the supernatural. You can fix it in Jesus' name. So I'm going to trust you. I'm going to put my faith in you. Lord, I'm going to position myself to receive what you have already given to me in Jesus' name. Lord, you're so worthy. Worthy, worthy is the Lamb, worthy is the Lamb. Come on and say it. Worthy is the Lamb to receive all honor and glory and praise and power. Hallelujah.